Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hey guys, happy Friday. Welcome to another Parenthood episode. I feel like we've covered quite a few things in the last however many episodes we've done. We must be getting close to 10 by now of Parenthood, but I'm telling you, there's just so many more things to cover. (laughs) And I haven't even hit up teenagers yet, or like, I feel like I've really concentrated kind of on the younger end, but I wanted to keep going there for a bit because I know that I've got a lot of new listeners who have been coming along. So welcome. If you are a brand new Friday Parenthood Girl Next Door listener, welcome. I'm really, really glad that you're here. Um, Perhaps if it is your first time, I would suggest that you definitely go back to my very first episodes because a lot of the principles that I talk about, they build upon one another, particularly the whole uh, first time obedience kind of stuff. So make sure you go back, listen to that. But if you are new, just um, to tell you a little bit about myself, um, I've got three kids, well, I'm married, clearly married um, to Cameron. I've got three kids of, um, of my own well, they belong to Cameron and I, they're not just mine. Um, So we've got a daughter, Georgia, who's 20. And then we've got two boys, Liam just turned 18 and Ashton is 15. And they're really good kids. So I kind of feel like I can, you know, I can talk a little bit about kids and I don't go beyond what I've experienced, which now is obviously having a 20 year old. So anyway, what I want to talk about today is something that I still to this day consider it to be one of the best things that I ever did as a parent. And it's something that you have to do consistently and you have to do every night. And that is the bedtime routine that we established for our kids. Honestly, it's one of the best things I ever did. And I will, um, I will give you all the reasons why. But a nighttime routine and having a good nighttime routine, I promise you, there's just so many benefits. Now, I think one of the hardest times in the day when you've got kids, apart from getting up so early, which I always struggled with, I'm like, oh my Lord, please, can I sleep in? But the other, the other time of the day that I found the hardest, and I think a lot of my friends did too, is the other end of the day. And that is nighttime. Um, So one of my friends named it Arsenic Hour. I have no idea why she called it Arsenic Hour. So kind of that name kind of um, rotated amongst all my friends. I have no idea what it meant, but it sounded correct to me. It just sounded like some crazy, horrible kind of part of the day that we endured rather than enjoyed. Um, So let me help you maybe enjoy it a little bit more, even though it still is, I think, looking back, one of the hardest parts of the day. Now, my nighttime routine, I would say, went from about like 4 or 4.30 to about 7, 7.30 p.m., okay, depending on what time the kids went to bed. Now, I dreaded and loved this time of the day all at the same time, I, and I'm sure you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm so with you, Renee. I dreaded it because it was really tedious and there was just so much to get done in such a short time. But then I loved it also 
probably for really selfish reasons, because I knew that the countdown was on for them all to be in bed so that Cameron and I could relax. And like, I love my kids, but when you're with them all day or you've worked all day and then you've gone home, you know, come home and you've got kids to deal with, you just are counting down the hours to putting your feet up. Now, I do not understand people, by the way, who let their kids go to bed whenever they want. Come and speak to me if that is you. I I couldn't have coped seriously, like for my own sanity, let alone I don't think it's good for kids to set their, their bedtime. It's just another part of, of us being the leader in their life and, and um, establishing our authority in their life. But anyway, I just – because – I'm sure that Liam, if I let him, would have gone to bed at like 10 o'clock every night and I would have been like, yep, no. Okay, so let me give you a couple of reasons why a good nighttime routine is so important. So a routine that is predictable creates calm. I promise you, a routine that is predictable most nights it just creates calm in the household because everyone knows what's coming. And calm leads to better behaved kids. Calm leads to better sleep patterns in your kids. And better sleep patterns leads to a much better day the next day. So having a good nighttime routine, um, it will help you the next day. So like, just remember that. And my routine, by the way, it literally went on. I would say it's only been in the last couple of years since the kids have clearly gotten older. I don't make Georgia go to bed at a certain time or Liam, but I still do with Ashton. Like, hello, here's year 10. And again, he would stay up till midnight if he could, but I'm like, no, you need your sleep. And he can't get up for the bus in the morning. So, you know, these nighttime routines, they change with the seasons, but they definitely went on, you know, right up until their kind of mid to late teenage years. Okay. Now, ladies, get your husbands in here to listen to this next bit. Even if he listens to nothing else, just happen to accidentally play this part of the podcast in their presence really, really loud. Okay. Cause I'm rooting for you girls here. Okay, here we go. So no matter how busy you both might be or what you might have on that night, can I talk to you dads for just a moment that dads, you need to be involved hands on with the nighttime routine. Okay. Are you hearing me? Dads, we need you. So firstly, because as moms, we've either been with the kids all day and you might wonder what we've been doing, but let me tell you, (laughs) it's exhausting. Um, Or we've also been at work and we need your help. This is a team effort. Raising kids is a team effort. Nighttime routine is is a team effort. But secondly, Dads, your kids need you. Nighttime routines are the perfect way to spend a bit of one-on-one time with each one of your kids. They need it and so do you. So I remember 
uh, a little while after Georgia was born and Cameron had just started in full-time ministry and he would often stay at the office through to a nighttime meeting because we lived probably a good like half an hour away from church. So Cameron would, you know, work all day and then he'd stay in the office and then just go to a meeting. But I was getting more and more mad at this. Firstly, my day was really long and boring because we also had one car at the time. And I really felt on my own. And I also felt like Georgia was missing out because she wasn't get, getting to see him. And it just wasn't the pattern that I wanted started in my family. It's just not the way that I wanted our family to run. So what I did, and sometimes we need to do this, I had, um, we had, um, you know, Sam and Russell in our life who, as you know, uh, they married us and did our marriage counseling and they knew us really well. So I remember going to Sam one day and just asking her, like, am I being unreasonable? Like, what do we do here? And she honestly gave the best advice that we followed the whole time that the kids were growing up. And that was, she said to us, Cameron, you need to always be home and present from dinner until bedtime, if you can. Um, and then go back to the office afterwards. So if you've got a meeting on, even if it's a half an hour drive, it's an investment. Drive home, be there for dinner, be there as long as you can, if not up until bedtime, then go back out again. And so we pretty much followed that for the whole of the kids growing up. So the kids always knew that we would be together in that night, kind of nighttime as much as we could. And we were busy, by the way. There were plenty of nights where, yes, we did have other things on and meetings on, etc. All right. So let me tell you what our routine was like. Now, this isn't in, you, you can do this in any kind of order, but this is just what worked for me. So firstly, we had bath time. Now, we actually bathed our kids quite early, right? So probably I would say around five o'clock. Um, now, okay, let me like let you into a, a little secret, <laughs> There were times when I probably bathed my kids, I reckon as early as like 3.30 or 4 o'clock. So if I knew that Cameron would be gone for the night and he couldn't come home and I had the three kids, or even if I had like two kids um, and I knew that I had to do everything myself, I would start super early. Plus in Adelaide in winter, it was freezing cold. I wouldn't do this in summer, but in winter, freezing cold, dark early. So I would bath them really early. But mostly bath time was about five o'clock. And the reason we did that was it worked for us because Cameron, that was kind of his job. He would do bath time and I would make the dinner. Um, and obviously, you know, if there's a baby in the house, then, you know, the baby would be either in bed or they'd be up by then and I would have to deal with the baby and making dinner. But, and that's not always easy. But for the most part, that was kind of Cameron's job bath time while I made dinner and bath time was always fun though it was always quite prolonged in our house because we always had really fun bath toys and um there was this really cool thing when my kids were growing up they could draw on the bathtub with crayons but it was awful to clean up <laughs> um we had lots of bubbles and they just had a really good time and so that was bath time then you know all snuggled up in their pajamas then we would have dinner and we always had dinner earlier rather than later because hungry kids are cranky kids. So we always, by the way, ate around the dinner table together. And I feel like some of these things I'm saying are not rocket science, but in reality, I wonder how much of this actually goes on in 
families all around Australia every night. Like if more families actually just ate together, ate dinner together when their kids were two and four and eight and 10 and 12 and 15 and 16, and we still do it. I just wonder, you know, that just creates such a sense of family and belonging for kids. It's so important. So we always ate around the dinner table. Now, sometimes for a treat, we would change it up. Now, sometimes for a treat, we would like pull out there. They had these cute little pull out couches and I would sit on that to eat in front of the TV. And they thought that was really cool. Now, if I cooked, this is another one for the dads. If I cooked, Cameron did the dishes. But as soon as the kids are old enough, that became a part of their job. So, um, you know, now the kid, now the kids do the dishes every night. It's awesome. I don't have a dishwasher. Can you believe that? Guys, revelation, I do not have a dishwasher. I don't like them. Am I like the only person in Australia that do, does not like a dishwasher? I'm like, my kids are the best dishwashers. I'll have to tell you my theory one day on dishwashers, but I think they create more work than what they <laughs> than what they help. So anyway, as soon as they were able, they um, they would help do that. But another thing we did, and all of these, there's just so many instances during the day that you can use to teach your kids responsibility and good manners. So as soon as my kids were able to, and they could hold a plate without spilling stuff and they could walk, they actually brought the dishes, their dishes to the kitchen sink and pushed their dining chair in. Like, guys, I'm telling you, I promise you, it's mind blowing. Do you know, my kids will often say to me, mom, I'm the only kid at school that pushes my chair in. I teach the academy students, push your chair in. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Do you know why? If you leave your chair out, what you're saying is that's someone else's work to clean up after me. And it's just the little things that we can use to teach our kids so many different character traits. So anyway, there you go. That's my next rant. Okay. The next thing we would do after dinner and the dishes were done was we would have like some wind down playtime. So, um, you know, whatever, whatever we did after dinner, it was just always quiet and calm. It wasn't running around. Oh, sometimes Cameron would wrestle with the boys. Actually, Cameron would wrestle with the boys often and it would make me really mad because I'd be like, I'm trying to calm them down. So they might have a bit of a wrestle, but then after that, it was calm time. Sometimes we played a game together, but also during this time, Cameron and I did a lot of talking and just catching up on the day while the kids played. And Can I just tell you that it's a really, really healthy thing for your kids to see you and your husband, or if you're a husband listening, you and your wife, like having some time together where you guys just talk. It's a really good thing. The best thing that you can give your kids is a good marriage. And so Cameron and I have always gotten along really, really well. And so we do a lot of talking and, you know, the kids would always play while we did that. Okay, so let's get to bedtime. Okay, whoever thought there was so much information about a nighttime routine? But okay, I put my kids to bed individually. So I didn't just go, okay, everyone brush your teeth, everyone get in bed. I actually 
actually did it individually for a couple of reasons. One was because of their different ages, they would have different bedtimes. And that's one of those things that I've talked about before, where as your children get older, they want to have more freedoms. And so that's one way that we gave them more freedoms. But also it was because then Cameron or I, whoever put them to bed, could then spend time with them individually. Now, if we were rushed, we would do like a family prayer and then everyone would get into bed at the same time. But I would say that 90% of the time, and I would say it's as high as 90%, they were put to bed like individually by Cameron and I. So, or Cameron or I, I should say. So our bedtime routine is something that I look back on as one one of the best things that I ever did. Now, there's a couple of caveats here. You have to be consistent, okay? And stick with the time that you choose. You know, people don't actually realize the power just in this alone. So think of the last three nights. What time have your kids gone to bed Every, over the last three nights? And has that been the same time every night? Because it should be, because that just really helps to establish part of this healthy routine and healthy sleeping pattern. So just that alone is a really powerful thing to do with your kids. Make sure they go to this bed the same time every night. So if I wanted lights out, for example, at seven, then I would start the routine 10 minutes before. I didn't start it at seven so that finally the lights might've been out by 7.20. I was, I was really kind of strict on this. Like if lights are out at seven, then we'd start 10 minutes before. Even if we had babysitters, by the way, they still went to bed pretty much that same time. So the other thing was I didn't offer drinks like half an hour to an hour beforehand, just so that we didn't have like wet beds when they were younger. The other thing I always did, and this is probably something, this is the part that I think just, I'm so glad that I did. And I know Cameron, if he were to come in here right now, he would be like, I was the person that probably drove this more than him, but I would always, always read a devotional or a special Bible that I'd bought each of the kids. I've I've literally, I'm looking at my shelf and there are so many Bibles on my shelf because they all had different Bibles at different you know, ages and according to their personalities, but I would always read a devotional or the Bible just depending on their age. And I just can't stress how foundational that I think that that was to our kids still having their faith today, that we just spent that bit of time every single night. And I would say 90% of the time where we just, you know, spoke the word of God over their life. And then we would pray together every night when they were younger, I would pray and they would repeat. And then as they got older, they would pray themselves. Then our kids would fall asleep on their own. I need to do a whole podcast on this. Guys, train them from babies to fall asleep on their own. I was talking to a mum the other day and she's got two kids now and she was just telling me, Renee, I'm utterly, utterly exhausted. But one of the things she is doing is rocking her baby and now she's got two kids. It's like, oh, well, I haven't taught my first one to go to sleep on his own. And now I've got two. And honestly, 
I'll do a podcast on this, but we have to train them from babies to fall asleep on their own. No rocking, no white noise, no anything that then is creating a habit where your child cannot go to sleep without it. It's actually not doing your child a kindness to set them up where there's something that you're doing or giving them that they cannot go to sleep without it. So for us, we would like say goodnight and then leave. Now, my kids rarely got out of bed because we trained them that when they first went when they first went to a big bed, we trained them not to. So we actually had a rule and it's, you know, so I would suggest you establish a rule that they cannot get out of bed unless it's an emergency. And by the way, you will have to teach them what an emergency is um, because they will make up all sorts of things as to what they think an emergency is. Now, if you are listening to this and you're like, Renee, I am not a routine person, or maybe you haven't been in a routine, just start slowly. Start with having, for example, a consistent bedtime. And then when you've nailed that, then add something else in. Now, you might be going, I'm not a routine person at all. I prefer to go with the flow. I don't like structure. And again, like I say, that's fine too, but just look and see how are your children going with that? Um, You know, so if you're not structured, and Cameron's way less structured than me, Um, he's more of the go with the flow person, but he would even say, again, he would be like, oh no, routine was definitely a huge part in raising the kind of kids that we've raised. But from my experience, not just with my own kids, but teaching hundreds of children over the years, I just find that children who come from homes where they're more on the routine side, they're actually better behaved, they're happier, they're calmer, they learn better, they're self-disciplined. And children that have got no routine, I have found, are often more tired, they lack discipline, they're more demanding, and their behavior is just not as great. So, you know, it can be confronting to have a routine because it confronts Um, you know, a, a lack of discipline in ourselves. But I promise you that routines will actually give you the freedom to do more. And like I said, like when our kids were younger for years and years and years, right up until I could stretch it as far as I could, our kids had to be in bed at 7.30. I remember as they got older, I was like, oh, Oh, now my kids are up to all sorts of time times, you know, because they're older. And that's taken me a while to adjust to because for me, it was just like, oh, thank the Lord. Like now I can, you know, I can relax and just have a bit of time to myself. So it just rejuvenated me, I guess, which made me a better mum. And then, of course, there were so many benefits to the kids. So there you go. So that is my nighttime routine that, I mean, look, again, How many times do you hear it? The days are long, but the years are short. And we literally did that routine for a good, like, I don't know, 15 years to a degree we're still in it. But um, I just think nighttime routines are a really important part of good parenting. So there you go. Like I always say, come along and let me know if you have any questions or if you've got, you know, any questions good stories, or perhaps you're completely unroutined and it's totally working for you. Let me know that too. Anyway, 
we've hit the 20 minute mark. I've stuck to my word this time. Have the most wonderful week and um, make sure that you check out Wednesday's episode if you're interested in something different. We had Isaiah Simmons come along and chat about Lecrae's tweet. It was a great chat. Otherwise, I will see you next Friday. Have a good one till then. Bye.